Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Ein uh, Gimel of Masech the Shabbos. What's cool about today's Daf is that we finally get on to Avos Malachos Agbaim Chaser Achas. Right? We are going to list the 39 Malachos today, which is exciting. Um, let's do a quick overview before we begin. Um, okay, the Gemara starts off with some more of that similar Machlokas that we had from yesterday, Abai and Rava, about um, when you intend to do one malacha, but well, you, when you when you intend to do an activity in a permissible way, and you end up doing it in a forbidden way. So, what happens if you intended to throw something in Rishus Rabbim two amos? That's okay, but you end up throwing it four amos, which isn't okay. Or what if you thought you were in Rishus Hayachid, but Lamaisa you were in Rishus Rabbim? And then we're going to get into the new Mishnah, which is going to list all 39 of the Malachos, which is exciting. Um, and then we basically, yeah, basically start breaking down these Malachos and talking about them. So that is, uh, that's going to be on the second half of today's daf. Uh, let's get started. So, daf ein gimel amud aleph, about what, almost like, probably like 10 lines into the page already. Itmar. So Idmar, of course, always means that it's a statement of Amoraim. So if a person intended to throw something in Rosh Hashanah to Amos, however, he ended up throwing it for Amos, okay, i.e., he intended to do something permissible, right, to throw something to Amos is okay. However, he ended up doing something that would be considered a Malacha, he threw it for Amos. So Rava Amar Pater, Abaya Amar Chayev. So Rava says, He's potter for doing this. Abai says that he is chayav for doing this. Rava amar potter to lo kamichav and lezrika da'arba. Rava says he's potter because look, Lemaise at the end of the day, his intention was not to throw four amis. His intention was to throw two amis, which is permissible. So therefore, since he intended to do something permissible and he ended up doing something aser, so it's keilu like misasek, right? He was busy doing a permissible thing and then something not hap- not, uh, not permissible happened. Similar to when he was intending to cut something that was uh, already removed from the ground, but he ended up cutting something that was connected to the ground. Abaye says that he's going to be chayv because look, you know, he intended to throw something and he did throw something um, so he's going to be chayev for that, just like he says that he will be chayev for when he intends to cut something that's separate from the ground and he cuts something that's connected to the ground. Because What happens if he thought he was in Rishus HaYachid? So he threw something Dalad Amos. But in the end, he turns out he was in Rishus Um So he thought he was doing something Mutter, but in the end, he was doing something else. Rava Amar Pater, Rabbi Amar Chayev. Rava said he's going to be Pater for this. Whereas Abai says he's going to be Chayev for this. Rava Amar Pater, Deha Lomichav in the Zukadi Surah. Rava says he's Pater because look, his intention was not to throw this, to, to, to do something Aser, right? To throw Dalar Amas Rishasarab. That was not his intention. His intention was to throw Dalar Amas Rishasayachid. Therefore, it is permitted. Therefore, you know, he's Pater. Abai says it's chayv because look, he intended to throw something and he threw something and he did it in an usher way. Therefore, he's going to be chayv a korban chathos. Sure, he didn't intentionally want to, you know, do a malacha on Shabbos. That's why he's not chayv karis. But, you know, he did make a mistake. 
He was a shogeg. Therefore, he's chayav a korban chatas. Weiter. Utsricha. Now, the Gemara is going to explain why we needed all three of these examples. Case num- example number one being when you intended to cut something that was separate from the ground, but you cut or something that was detached from the ground, but you cut something attached to the ground. Case number two, um, when you intended to throw two amos, but you threw four amos. And then example number three, when you, in- you thought that you were throwing four amos in Rishus HaYachid, but the fact of the matter is you were throwing um, four amos in Rishus HaRabim. Fine. So we need all three of these examples. The e ashma inan kamaisa because if we would only have the case of when you intended to cut something detached from the ground, but ended up cutting something attached to the ground. So in that case, Rava will say that you're a potter. Over there, he didn't have any intention to do something usher and something you know and then things just kind of went completely you know against his plans is that the right way to say it? completely against his plans or or unplanned whatever it is um you know and you know so meaning so his intention was to cut something that was detached from the ground and then something you know somehow everything got messed up and what ended up happening was he cut something attached to the ground so in that case, Ravu will say that he's potter because things, you know, got totally messed up. However, I could argue that in the case where he intended to throw something two Amos and he ended up throwing it four Amos, where at the end of the day, what he wanted to do, he did, Right? Because in order to throw something for Amos, you have to throw it to Amos. So in this case, his initial intention was fulfilled. So I might argue that even though, sure, he didn't intend to throw it as far as he did, but he did intend to throw it to Amos and he did Lemaisa throw it to Amos. Not only that, he threw it more than two Amos, he threw it for Amos. So in that case, maybe Rava would agree with Abaye that he'd be Chayev, because at the end of the day, his initial intention was executed. So that is why um, Rava needs to say that nope, even when he intended to throw two amos and he threw four amos, he's still potter. Yashmin on Biha, and if we would only have you know these two cases, so Biha ka'amar Rava. So in this case, Rava says that he's potter. Dohatlo kamichavin the zrika de arba. But I could still argue that in the case where he intended to throw two Amos, and he threw four Amos, fine, so Rava says he's Pater, but maybe that's also just because um, at the end of the day, he, you know, his intention was not to throw four Amos, right? The problem with throwing something, it's right, basically the same thing as carrying something, four Amos, and Rishis Aravim, so the problem with throwing it, with, with throwing something is going to be four Amos, right? If you intend to throw it four Amos, it's going to be a problem. But, so I can argue that in the previous case, however, he didn't even intend to throw it four Amos, at the end of the day, all he intended to do is throw it two Amos. But in the last case, he actually in, he intended to throw it four Amos. He just thought that he was in Rishos Ayachit. Right? So, But in the final case, where he thinks that he's in Rishos Ayachit, but the fact of the matter is he's in Rishos Arabim, 
where his intention was, in fact, to throw out four Amos. He just thought that he was in Rosh Hashayachid. I might think that maybe in that case, Rava would agree with Abaye that he's going to be Chayev. Nope. In all three cases, Rava says that our friend would be Potter. Okay, fine. Let's go weiter. So our Mishnah, finally it's not this random theoretical Mishnah. It's a Mishnah that we're going to learn in just a few minutes. The Mishnah says that there are 39 Melachis. And of course, we're going to ask in the Gemara, the first line of the Gemara is going to ask, How come we need the Mishnah to tell us it's 39? Why can't I just count? Actually, I did count. Anybody who's looking at the, at the video, actually, you can see that I, I made a tally of all the malachos. Just wanted to make sure. Well, I was kind of curious if all 39 were there. In any event, anybody who's not looking at the video, you can ask the people who did see the video. Anyways, so where were we? So the Gemara asks, so why can't we just count and see if there are 39? How come the Mishnah has to tell us that there are 39? The Amr Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan said, and Kula Echad, that the point of saying that there are 39 of them is to teach us that if you did all 39 melachis in one ha'elem, so then you would be chayav akolachas v'achas, you'd be chayav 39 times. Now, Bishlam Abaye, so I understand Abaye's mahalach. I understand Abaye's opinion, which that, you know, when you thought you were doing, you know, something that was when you thought that you were doing an activity in a mutter way, but by accident you ended up doing it in a forbidden way, he says that you be chayav korban chatas. Well, great, right? That's great. So I understand how I could do 39 melachos and make a mistake with them. And as Rashi points out, because every single melacha has some kind of a she or some kind of a measure, right? So, you know, I... I, I know all the 30, I know it's Shabbos. I know that all these 39 activities are Asr. I also, not only do I know that they're Asr, I also know at what point they become Asr and until what point they would be considered Mutter. And I did all 39 of them and I intended to do each one of the 39 in the permissible way and I messed up with every single one. Oy vey, right? And I did all of them by accident in a forbidden way. So I'd have to bring 39 Korbanis. I get it. So I understand, according to Abayi, who says that when you intended to do these things in a mutter way and you accidentally did them in an usher way, you would bring, you'd have to bring a korban chata. So So I understand how you would bring 39 korbanis for 39 melachos behelem achas. The Yada the Isurei Shabbos, because he knew that it was Shabbos. Viyada la melachos, and he knew that all 39 of these were melachos. Vikata bishiurin. He just made a mistake when it came to their amount, you know, uh, uh, he thought he was doing them in a mutter way, but he did it in an usher way. El Rava, Dhamar Potter, but according to Rava who says that in all, all of these cases he would be Potter from having to bring a korban, well then, hechi mishka Well then, how do you find a situation where you would bring 39 korbanis for these 39 Shogegs. So it would have to be Bizadan Shabbos Vishigigas Melachis. Well, it would have to be when you know that it's Shabbos, but you didn't realize that these things were Melachis. Okay? 
Hanicha Isavila Krabyochanan. Okay, well this makes sense if you hold like Rabyochanan Dharma Kemish Shagag Bikhares, Afopishid Bilav. Right? I understand if 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 uh, we assume like Rabyochanan who says that even if you knew that these thirty nine Malachis were Asr, and you did them anyways, knowing that they're Asr, but you didn't realize was that you'd be Chayv Kares for doing them. And, and Rabbi Yochanan says that it's okay, you can still be considered Shogeg for that, and you'd bring a Korban. So I understand how we would bring 39 Korbanis. So I understand what it means that you knew that it was Shabbos, but you didn't, but you were Shogeg regarding the 39 Malachis, i.e., you knew it was Shabbos, you knew these 39 Malachis were Asr, what you didn't realize was that you'd be Chayv Karis for him. So, okay, so you did them, you didn't realize you would be Chayv Karis, you'd bring 39 Korbanis. Ali Isavila Kurebi Shimon ben Lakish. But if you hold like Rish Lakish, that who says that in order to be able to bring a Korban Chatas, you have to not only know that, that you'd be Chayv Karis, but you have to not even know that these things were not allowed at all. So if that's the case, Right, that it's like Rava, that in a situation where you intended to do a malacha in a permissible way, but you ended up doing it in a forbidden way, you'd be potter from a korban. And if we hold like Rish Lakish, right, who says that in order to be high of a korban, you have to not even know that these things are usr. So then what does it mean? And of course, this is a this is a this is a question that we've seen already twice before, right? So what does it mean that he knew that it was Shabbos, but he didn't realize that these things were malachos? What does it mean that he knew it was Shabbos if he didn't even know of any of the thirty-nine malachos? What makes it Shabbos? What makes it any different than any other day of the week? So the the Shabbos So the Gemara answers the Yadula He knew about one halacha of Shabbos, and that one halacha is Tchumen, that you're not allowed to walk more than 2,000 Amas outside of a city on Shabbos. And it's like Rabbi Akiva who says that it's Midoraisa, yet nonetheless you wouldn't be chayef to bring a Korban Chatas for it. It's not counted as one of the 39. Um, and that is what you knew. So you knew it was Shabbos, i.e. you knew that you shouldn't walk more than 2,000 Amas, but you had no clue about the other 39 Malachos and, they, and you ended up doing them, so you would bring a Korban Chatas for those 39. Okie dokie. New Mishnah. Avos Melachos Abayim Chaser Achas. There are 39 Melachos. Hazorea Vachoresh. Okay. So Zorea is somebody who um, plants, puts seeds in the ground. Vachoresh, somebody who plows the ground. Okay. Vachotzer, somebody who harvests. Vachamer, somebody who, uh, you know, harvests a bunch of stuff and then puts it in a pile. So that's Ma'amar, putting it in a pile. Vachadosh, Somebody who threshes, um, like wheat or other things. Vazoret, somebody who winnows, like throws it up in the air so that all the stuff that you don't want flies away and you keep the stuff that you do want. Haborer, somebody who selects the bad from the good. Hatochen, somebody who grinds. Vamrakid, somebody who sifts. Vealush, and kneading. Vaofe, and baking. Hagozes, Somebody who shears wool. Hagoz is a tzemer. Somebody who shears wool. Hamalabno. Somebody who whitens it. Vamnapto. Somebody who beats it. Vatsovo. Somebody who dyes it. Vatove. And spinning the uh, wool into threads. Vamesach. Okay, now we're getting into weaving stuff. So somebody who mounts the warp. Now, I have included in, uh, in WhatsApp, in 
sort of the description in, in the description of uh, today's uh, shear um, sort of uh, uh, just a photo of like a page in the art scroll uh, where you can see kind of like weaves and stuff like that so uh, and it also describes every it's a pretty good thing to read I, I, I hope that the photo is clear enough that you can actually read it it's probably worthwhile to um, read their description of how these um, weaves work because it's probably also going to be um, helpful to understand that in the future but mesach means to mount the warp okay a weave has warp threads and weft threads okay warp threads are these like vertical threads that don't move and the weft then gets like you know zigzags between these threads uh, in order to weave a fabric so um, mesach is setting up the warp threads Okay, now, are, okay, so basically, so you'd have the warp threads and you'd have the weft threads. And then what you would do is, um, you would have these two harnesses on the, in the weave and in the loom, I guess. And what you would do is, um, you know, 50% of the threads, you know, let's say the even threads would go through one of these harnesses and the odd threads would uh, go through the other one of these harnesses what you do is you would lift one up um, and I guess have the other one lower and then you would just be able to throw the weft through the you know threads through right which are one up one down then you would do the opposite you would put the ones that were down you put them up the ones that were up put them down then you would throw the weft again and like that you'd be able to zigzag um, between the you know alternate threads so Basically, so va'osa shtebatinirin means once you put two threads through these harnesses, so that's a malacha. Va'oreg shnechutin, somebody who um, weaves two threads, meaning if you throw the weft through the um, loom uh, twice. Va'potzea shnechutin, somebody who cuts, I guess if there was extra thread, you would cut it. Um, so somebody who does that. Ha'kosher ve'amatir, somebody who ties a knot, somebody who unties a knot. Somebody who sews two stitches. Somebody who tears something so that he can then stitch two stitches. Somebody who traps a deer. Somebody who shechts it. Somebody who uh, 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 removes the hide. Somebody who salts it. I think salt is salting the hide, I think. Somebody who tans the hide. Somebody who smooths it by removing the hair. And somebody who cuts it up into like strips of leather. Somebody who writes two letters. Somebody who erases so that he can then write letters, two letters. Somebody who builds. Somebody who destroys. Well, yeah, dismantles. Okay. Somebody who... Um, Extinguishes, somebody who kindles. Hamakibipatish. is the final blow of a malacha. Right? And as Rashi points out, the very end of um, the page, that I think what it means is that, like all of these malachas, you only chive if you do the complete malacha. Right? So the gemar malacha is always going to, the completion of the malacha is always going to be what's referred to as the makibipatish, the final blow of the hammer. Right to 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 render this thing complete. Hamotim rishus the rishus, and of course, as we are uh, deeply familiar with at this point, somebody taking something out from one domain to another domain, 
These are the 39 Melachos. Frek the Gemara. The Gemara wants to know, How come the Mishnah had to tell us that there are 39 Melachos? Can't I just count them? So Yochanan says, well, because it's teaching us something. What it's teaching us is that if you made a mistake and did all of them in one Helem without realizing in between, so you'd have to um, bring 39 milach, uh, korbanos, one korban for each milacha that you did. Hazorea ve'achoresh. So somebody who plants, somebody who plows. Michde, the Gemara wants to know, wait a second, aren't those out of order? Mechayev karbe bereisha. Don't you normally first plow and then you would put the seeds in the ground? So therefore, lesne chorish v'hadar lesne zorea. Why don't you first? Why, why, why don't we just keep things in order? Shouldn't it first teach plowing and then teach seeding? Tanaberti Israel koi aha. So the the author of the Mishnah was in Israel. Desire bereish v'hadar karbe that they first seed and then they plow. Rashi says because. The land in Eretz Yisrael is very hard, and therefore it, it's hard to like cover over the seeds um, without using a plow. Like you have to use a plow just to cover over the seeds in, and get them into the ground. So therefore, I guess they would first seed and then they would plow them into the ground. So that is why the Mishnah said first seeding and then plowing. Tana, we learn in a Brisa Zorea. Okay, somebody puts a seed in the ground. Ve'azomer. Somebody who prunes, like somebody who prunes like a grapevine, so that it grows better. Vanotea, somebody who puts a seed in the ground. So the difference is that Zorea is by um, Zraim, is by like uh, plants, whereas Notea is by trees. Okay, so putting a seed in the, like a plant seed in the ground is Zorea, putting like a tree seed in the ground is Notea. Vamavrich vamarkiv. So Mavrich is if you take a branch from a tree and you like, I'm not an expert, but maybe someone is. Let us know. But if you like take like a branch from a tree and while it's still connected to the tree, you like stick it in the ground so that it could start taking root. That would be mavrich. And markiv is if you like take a branch from an, a different tree and like stick it into like this tree. Uh, also, I guess that it can affect the growing. So, and that would be gra- some kind of grafting. So, kula melacha acha, saying they're all the same melacha. They're all zorea. How come? Because what's Zorea? Zorea, the goal ultimately is to get this thing to grow. So and that's what's happening on all of these. Even pruning, where you're not planting anything, you're just cutting off unneeded branches. But still, the goal there is that it will grow better and grow more. So, so therefore, they're, they're all considered Zorea. The only difference here being that um, pruning, right, Zomer, is going to be a Tolada of Zorea. But interestingly, all of these other ones, Notea, Mavrich, Markiv, these are all Avos Melachos of Zorea, right? Meaning, we're gonna, if, the way, like in my mind, how I was kind of thinking of it, is we're actually gonna see later on in the page. So, for example, there's Kotzer, there's Botzer, there's Masik, right? Kotzer is like harvesting wheat, Botzer is harvesting grapes, Masik is harvesting olives, meaning it's all harvesting, it's all gonna be the same Av Melacha, these aren't Tolados of like harvesting, these are all just Avos melachos, but once for grapes, once for olives, once, you know. So here also, Kielu, you know, even though, let's say, something like Notea isn't one of the 39 melachos, Zorea is, but Notea is the same thing as Zorea, just that it's for trees. 
And, and I, I guess we would say the same thing for Mavrich and Markov. It's interesting to me that those aren't considered Tolados. Those are considered Avos Malachos as well. But okay. Fine. My Kamash Malon, what is, what, what's this Bryce is teaching us by saying that they're all the same? Ha Kamash Malon is teaching us the following, which is, Somebody who does several Malachos, but they're all like the same family of Malachos, right? And then you even have Avos and Tolados in there, right? You have Zorea and you have uh, Zomer. Uh, nonetheless, you're only going to be Chayev one Korban, since they are Me'en Malachos, they're all like the same family of Korbanis, uh, of Malachos. Amr Rabbi Acha, says Rabbi Acha, Amr Rabbi Chia Bar Ashi, Amr Rabbi Ami, Zomer, okay, somebody prunes, Chayv Mishum Notea, okay, somebody who prunes, which is the, which is a, a Tolada, so Chayv Mishum Notea is going to be Chayv for Notea, okay, for putting a uh, seed for a tree, I guess, okay, so I guess, I guess that maybe Notea applies to grapevines, okay. Okay, and these things, right? Notea, putting a uh, tree seed in the ground, and Mavrich, which is putting that tr- that branch into the ground, Vamarkiv, putting like a branch into the tree. So Chayv Mishum Zorea, all of these are Chayv for Zorea. The Gemara wants to know Mishum Zorea in Mishum Notea. Lo, one second. Mavrich and Markiv are Davka. You're going to be Chayv for Z- for Notea, but not for Zorea. Even for Zorea. Okay, but since these are things that have to do with trees, so they're more directly connected to Notea, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all the same. You know, it's all, it all links back to what the Mishnah referred to as Zorea. Okay, Seder. Amr of Kahana says of Kahana, Zomer v'tzarech le'etzim. This is interesting. What if you prune some branches away from a grape vine? Okay, now, we already said that pruning is a tolada of um, notea, no, of zorea. Well, both, I guess. So, okay, so on the one hand, you'd be chayef for zorea, right? However, because you need, you actually want these things that you're pruning away so you can burn them in a fire, well, chayef shtayim. In this case, you're going to be chayef twice. One for kotzer, for harvesting, because you're actually, you know, removing these branches and collecting them, so you, you're harvesting them for use in your fire. And you're also going to be chayv for notea because you're also, you know, the, the, uh, this, what's it called? This, um, grape, you know, you're, you're pruning the grapevine so that it grows better. Amr of Yosef. I'm on the kotel aspasta. Somebody who, um, reaps aspasta. Does anybody know what aspasta is? Alfalfa. Isn't that interesting? Um, anyways, I, I actually Googled alfalfa and it is, um, they, they look kind of like sprouts, or I guess you make them into sprouts or something. So, time. So, you're going to be chayv twice. One for harvesting because you're, you know, harvesting these sprouts so you can eat them, but you'll also be chayv mishum notea because they are going to grow better now. Somebody who kind of removes um, leaves from a beet. That is in the ground. It's going to be chayv twice. One for harvesting these leaves. I guess you probably want to eat them. And one for um, zorea because you are, you know, these leaves are, I guess, going to go back. Okie dokie. Somebody who plows. Tana. We learn in a bryza. Somebody who plows. Somebody who digs a hole. 
Vachoritz, somebody who makes a pharaoh. Okay. Kulam lacha achasen, they're all the same melacha. Okay. Amr of Sheshes. Haisalogav shushes vinatla, if you had a little mound of dirt and you remove this mound of dirt on Shabbos. So if this mound of dirt was in your house, so it would be interestingly considered bone, uh, building. Building, because I guess you're fixing the floor. If this was in the field, well then you will be chayev for choresh. And as Rashi says, because the goal of choresh is to soften the ground so that it is um, better for planting. So if you... So in the field, when you remove this mound, it is going to have the effect of softening the ground, and that would be considered choresh. Amar Rava, guma. Rava says if you had a hole in the ground, vitimima, and you filled it in with some softer right earth. So if it's in the house, you're going to be chayev for bone because you're you know kind of building your floor. Besadam mishum choresh. And if it was out in the field, you would be chayev for plowing because you're filling this hole with soft uh, earth that you'll be able to put seeds in it. Interesting. Somebody who digs a hole in the ground on Shabbos. But here's the thing. Who remembers what a melacha shenetzuricha is? Everybody. Why, why am I even asking? Obviously, everybody remembers what a melacha shenetzuricha is. Right? Does extinguishing wicks ring a bell? Right? What happens if you extinguish a flame on Shabbos? Now, you're not interested in extinguishing a flame on Shabbos. You have no benefit. You have no, you know, you don't gain anything by extinguishing this flame. It's not like, oh, I really need to extinguish this, this flame right now because I'm going to, you know, get some kind of added value by doing that. Why are you extinguishing this flame then? Oh, because your candle is getting ruined. And, you know, you're extinguishing this flame so that, some other reason, so that this candle doesn't get ruined, right? Um, so here also, new, you are digging this hole. You're not digging this hole because you want to put a seed in there or because, you know, you're, you want to soften the ground. No, you're digging this hole because you just need the dirt, right? As Rashi says, I think, I think it was Rashi says that there, yeah, lechasos tsoa, right? I don't know, maybe you went to the bathroom and you need to cover it up, right? Or maybe it's not necessarily referring to excrement, maybe just, maybe just anything dirty that you have to cover up, right? So in this case, you're not putting a hole in the ground because you need to make, because you want a hole in the ground, because you want a seed or anything like that. No, you're putting a hole in the ground just because you need dirt, you know, so you could take the dirt and, and use it. So, so says the Gemara, somebody who digs a hole on Shabbos, but you need, you're digging this hole just because you need the dirt. Potter alea, you are going to be potter. Now, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who generally holds that Malacha Shein Etzricha Legufa, you would be Chayev for. But that would only be when it's Misaken, when you are actually fixing something. But this is Mekalkal. You're basically ruining the floor of your house, you know, or you, you know, you're basically digging a hole. You're like making something worse. So therefore, um, even Rabbi Yehuda, who generally holds of Melach Hashem and Gufa, is Chayav. Here he will say, you are Potter.
Fine. Somebody who harvests. Tana, we learn in the Bible. Kotzer, somebody who harvests, let's say, wheat. Habotzer, somebody who harvests grapes. Vagoder, somebody who harvests dates. Vamasik, somebody who harvests olives. Vaore, and somebody who harvests figs. Kulam lachachas. Well, they happen to all be the same alacha. I think that makes sense. They're basically just harvesting for, di- but they're called different things for different, um, fruits. Okay? Amra Papa. Haiman deshada fisa ledikla. Somebody who throws some dung into a palm tree, okay? So the palm tree, I assume it doesn't have to be dung. I assume like anything sort of hard, um, that you can throw into like the branches of the palm tree to try and knock down a few dates. So the asar tamre and some dates fell down. Chayiv shtaim is mechayiv twice. Achas mishum tolish vachas mishum mafarik. One for tolish, right? For for you know uh, separating something from the tree, which is, would be a tolada of harvesting, and the other one for um, what do we say? For mafarik, for separating something from something else, which is like a, a, a similar to dash. Dash is threshing. It's like separating the wheat from its uh, the ears that it's in, or whatever it's called. So, so here also you're, you're separating the, um, date from the cluster that it was in. And, zeu. So, so Rav Papa says you can be chayv twice for that. Now, um, Rav Ashi Omar, right, so, right, so, so again, just to read Rav Papa, so you'd be chayv once for tolish, which is a tolada of, of, uh, kotzer, and you'd be chayv also from a farik, which is a tolada of dash. Now, Rav Ashi Omar, in derech tlisha b'chach, Ravashi says, yeah, well, this isn't derech tlisha b'chach, vein derech prika b'chach. Ravashi says, this is kilachar yad. This is not the normal way that you would, you know, separate, you know, that you would like harvest something. This is not the normal way that you would thresh something. And therefore, um, it's kilachar yad. And sure, it might not be allowed on Shabbos milchatrila, but, um, it's going to be pater avalaser. Viter, friends. Vamaimer, somebody who, um, you know, Brings this harv- what he harvested into a pile. Amarava Haiman dechanef milcha mimalchisa chayv mishemaamer. So Rava says that if you go, interestingly, right? I guess that to make salt, I don't know if this is how they make salt nowadays, but they would take like seawater, which is salty, and they would kind of uh, funnel it off to some area, and then they would let the sun dry it out, and you'd be left with salt. So if somebody goes and collects some of this salt, so that would basically be meamer. Gathering into a pile is only by things that grow from the ground. This salt doesn't grow from the ground. It's just from dried out seawater. Somebody who threshes. Tana, we learned in Ebrei Adosh, somebody who threshes. Somebody who kind of um, hits flax to separate the flax from its uh, stalk, I guess. Um, uh, and somebody who does this activity with cotton in order to remove the seeds from it. Kulam lacha acha saying they're all the same. Milacha of dash. Okay, well, that was daf ayin gimel. Cool daf, right? Let us uh, review. So we started off the daf with, you know, a, a continuation of the concept of like when you intended to do something in a, permit- in a permissible way, but you did it in a forbidden way. So if somebody intended to throw two amos, but he ended up throwing four amos. So Rava says he's potter. Abai says that he's chayv, korban, chatas. Uh, if somebody intended to throw four amos, but in Rishus hayachid, but it ended up 
that he happened to be in Rosh Hashanah and he didn't realize. So uh, Rava says that he would be Potter and Abai says that he would be Chayv. Then we said, you know, how come we needed all three of these cases? And we said, because each one kind of builds on the next. The first case that we had yesterday, which is when you thought that you were cutting something that was disconnected from the ground, but you, t- but you cut something connected to the ground. So in there, like Keilu, his plans just kind of got all messed up and he didn't even do what he intended to do. So therefore, I, in that case, maybe I would understand why Rava says Potter, right? But in a case where he intended to throw two Amos and he threw four Amos where he actually did what he was set out to do. He ended to, uh, you know, he intended to throw two Amos and he did throw two Amos. He threw four Amos, which includes two Amos. So maybe there Rava would say Chayv. And then even in that case, once we know that he says Potter, maybe I'll say it's over there. But if I intended to throw four Amos, which, it, which is the Malacha of, you know, what, what Malacha that you'd be doing when you throw something, four Amos, and, but it just happened to be that you thought you were Shusayachit, so maybe over there, since you kind of did the malacha of throwing, which is four amos, maybe he would admit with to Abai that you'd be chayv. That's why we needed that case as well to show that Rav says he's pater there as well. Um, we got to the new Mishnah where we listed all thirty-nine malachos. We finally got, we finally saw in its correct place the statement of Rav Yochanan that to say that we need the number thirty-nine to tell us that you'd be chayv thirty-nine and korbanos if you um, you know do them behelamachas. We had then a few cases of how you can do one malacha and yet one activity in Bichayv, two malachos. So Kahana told us that if you prune a grapevine but you want the wood, so you'll Bichayv both for notea as well as for um, harvesting. Um, Rav Yosef says that if you harvest alfalfa, you'll Bichayv also for harvesting as well as for um, growing, for notea. Abai says if you cut beet leaves, then you'll Bichayv also for um, Zorea as well as for harvesting. We then had another case later on where if you take some dung or something and you throw it into um, a, a cluster of dates on a date tree and a, some dates fall down. So Rav Papa wanted to argue that you'd be chayv for both um, Mifarik and for Tolesh, where uh, but Ravashi argued that no, that's not the normal way that you do these things. Therefore, you would be, it would be, you know, Pater Aval Asr. Um, we talked about somebody, interestingly, somebody who digs a hole in the ground, but he doesn't want to be digging a hole. He really just needs dirt. So that would be a Malacha Shenetzricha Legufa. And even Rabbi Yehuda, who generally says Malacha Shenetzricha Legufa is Chayev, uh, he would nonetheless say it's Pater because um, it's Mikalkel. He's doing a destructive act. Um, okay, those were kind of the highlights, I think, of today's daf. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Have a great day, great night, whatever. Peace.